Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, and I'm joined by... It's me, Simon, in deepest, darkest Devon. It's a winter wonderland, Harry. It's, it's actually not as flooded, to be fair, but that's the closest we get to a winter wonderland. How are you? Yeah, let's get on to that in a minute, shall we? Um, we haven't seen each other for ages because I got ill. Yeah, and we need to talk. This <laughs> is the elephant in the room. Literally. That we need to address immediately. Immediately before this relationship and this podcast is over. Tell our dear listener what you did to me. So, dear listener, we had uh, a two-day auction at Windsor. Uh, and on the Friday, it like a lot of auction houses, we operate out of big warehouses, which do get a bit chilly, very difficult to keep warm. And I got really, really cold. And I made myself... Don't start slinging excuses about I, Uncle Harry. I Tell the myself, dear listener what you did. I made myself did. poorly. Oh, and I got myself cold and made myself poorly. I then came into work the next day to do day two of the auction with very yes. little voice, very little voice. And it became apparent that I had very little voice because we've got about 40 emails going, is the auctioneer all right? There seems to be something wrong with your auctioneer. Uh, Simon did a lot of the heavy lifting on day two. And I then walked off the rostrum. Simon is driving back to Devon. And I went, Goodbye. Walked, I walked to my car, got in my car, drove home and went to bed for five days. <laughs> now, as our dear listener will know, because they, you know, pay great attention to the minutiae, the detail that we come up with. The Windsor auction is the Friday, Saturday. Uh, we then have a little break, a little hiatus on Sunday. And then Lime Bay auctions follows on the Monday. You will see the problem with this plan, dear listener, on the basis that on the Saturday evening, Harry went to bed for five days. Now, just to put this in context for everybody, we've been auctioneering together, Harry and I, for 15 years? 14, 15 years, yeah. 14, 15 years. Never, ever in the history of our auctioneering careers has either of us ever let the other one down. Okay, I've got nothing. So <laughs> I then don't, obviously, I have no voice. Literally, I have no voice, can't talk, and I'm quite sick, and it's my own fault. And I, therefore, have to cry off sick and don't turn up at Lime Bay auctions for the auction. I give at least 24 hours notice to my You did, you did very partner, kindly. Um, so that he could prepare. However, and I don't think we should be chatting to Simon about this. I think probably we should be chatting to Susie about this. Is why yeah. it will probably come up in that uh, episode that we're recording next week. Um, they did the auction together all day. <laughs> Six hours on the rostrum uh, with my lovely wife. Because obviously things do take a bit longer when you're working with people you haven't worked with before. So normally an auction that would take us four or four and a half hours maximum and we'd whip through it and get on with it does take longer while you're double checking, helping each other out, being supportive of a husband and wife and all the rest of it. I was too ill to listen to it. It has to be said that the team at Windsor turned off all the radios and listened live to the entire sale. <laughs> I have, right, I have to say, right, I have to say two things. Number one, Harry was genuinely very sick and couldn't have done the auction even if he'd wanted to. And I know that he did want to, so I'll put that out there. <laughs> and number two, we get one day off that 
two weeks and that's the Sunday where we try and recuperate after two days in Windsor ready to get on the auction on Monday and when at 9.30 you get a little little cheeky cheeky text message <laughs> that says uh, don't know how to quite break this to you but I've got no voice I feel terrible I'm sweating and dying I won't make it tomorrow that day off becomes slightly more traumatic uh, as we start to and bless her Susie literally said well, it's going to have to be you and me. It's going to have to be you and me on the rostrum with Joanna and Dave and Mark in the office, and we will just have to get through it. And I was like, but you haven't, but we have, there's no time to practice. And she was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And we did a six-hour auction with literally a 10-minute break. And, yeah, she was, she was absolutely, you're fired. Is what I'm saying, Harry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was told by numerous people that one <laughs> uh, who couldn't resist sending me uh, WhatsApp message. I tell you what, you need when you've got man flu and you're feeling really bad and can't speak <laughs> um, is people uh, telling you about how well the auction is going and what a great team they are. And it's only <laughs> seconded with the fact that, um, as many of you know, Daryl. Uh, keeps me fit and healthy during the week. Uh, he was sending me videos of my training partner doing pull-ups and saying, get out of bed, you'll be fine. It can't be as bad as you're saying it is. And I'm lying there going, I'm dying. I'm wearing two tracksuits, a hoodie, and God knows what, and I'm going to fall apart. And I'm thinking, everybody is just telling me how good everybody else is at the things I do. So I felt, felt really happy. <laughs> we missed you, Harry, and the customers missed you down in Lion Bay. And we're glad you're back on your feet. That's what I'm here to say. That's what the, Thanks, that's, the script, Although, the, that's the script you sent me. I've read it. That word is the for script word. I said. Although right. to be fair, it's now two weeks, two two weeks in or something, and I still can't talk properly. So God no, knows you're what's still going croaking on there. a bit, aren't you? Something nice happened on the Friday at Windsor. I've got. We've got to mention this. Yes, there's a couple of months between Simon and I, and for some unknown reason, because I set the diary. I don't know how this has happened. We always have an auction on my birthday. Um, On the basis you set the diary, I think we know the answer to why that happens. Well, it's quite nice, really, because I get a, we get a lot of sweets brought for us. But this year, one of the, uh, one of the dealers, um, he brought us flowers. He brought me flowers, didn't he? He didn't know what to get, and he'd got himself in a kerfuffle. So he brought white roses. Very sweet. <laughs> and presented to you during the auction on the rostrum. And I have to say, it was probably it was probably one of the most touching moments I've ever ever come across auctioneering was to see a big burly dealer <laughs> in his big winter coat come stomping down the centre of the auction house, down there, walked up and then just present you. Here's your flowers. I was it was it was a beautiful moment, Harry. An absolutely beautiful moment. Flowers and a bag of jelly babies. Happy birthday. And then he then turned on his heel and marched out before anybody could <laughs> What a so legend! Funny. I, so he was, he was a legend, and it was very, it was very sweet of him. So um, yeah, so that was uh, yeah. So I've got to change the diary. I'm already looking at the diary for next year to make sure I don't do it again. Another birthday on the rostrum. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, but there you go. So how have you been in between times? So you've worked um, full uh, flat out with your wife Susie. So that's gone well. You had a good sale. Rephrase that, quite frankly. <laughs> you had a good sale. We did have a good sale. We did have a good sale. It was uh, it was long, considering the amount of lots, but we had a lot to get through. Uh, I know I'm repeating myself. Susie did an absolutely sterling job. I don't know how she did it. For the first time on the rostrum to do six hours straight like that was absolutely incredible. And 
And and I, I can say hand on heart, I made more mistakes than she did. She was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, it was a good sale. Um, we had some good prices. Fun room. Uh, okay, yeah, okay room, okay room. Not as not as big as the previous month, but of course, but the online bidding was phenomenal. Um, and our strategy to have two platforms, same as Windsor. Worked very well. And yeah, we got some great prices. And more importantly, you know, a week or so after the sale, we got a lot of happy customers saying, my word, you made us a lot of money. You know, you exceeded our expectations. And that is always nice. You know, of course, we've got some moaning minis that think that their tea trolley should have made an extra tenner. But no, what can you do? The life of an auctioneer. On that note. Right. If you bring us a reproduction tea trolley, Oh, hang you know, on, hang on, hang on one second, hang on one second. David, could you just put in the whinge bed here, the Simon Rant um, noise? Go on. Is this where, is, is this where the disclaimer comes up? Yeah, we've got, um... yeah we got, we've got a new graphic and we've got new sounds that we play over this. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, this is the, so the warning comes up, it may contain ranting. Yeah, trigger. If you bring us a tea trolley, a reproduction tea trolley on wheels with a little handle, and fold out flaps and obviously once it's sold at auction fair enough we'll put it in it's got a little bit of kitsch value and all the rest of it please don't spend 20 minutes demonstrating it to us because i'm never going to buy it i am not your intended auction all you've got to do is get a yes out of me that we'll put it in the auction i don't need to see it perambulated around my foyer demonstrating how the flaps work demonstrating how nimble it is because i don't care so we sold a tea trolley. And yeah. <laughs> I always say to people when they're saying to, they're trying to sell me the item when yeah. you're doing a house visit, they go, "You'd really like this." I, I I wouldn't. If I liked everything that I saw, I'd be weird. But I do appreciate it's got a value, so I can put it into a sale. But I don't like everything I see. That would be odd. I'd be a I'd be a nutter. But, you know, I can see the value in things. But I'm not going to slag it off to your face. But when I load it into a van, I'm going to go, it'll sell, but dear Lord. Yeah, you why know. have I got that? Absolutely. Why have I got it? And as yeah, we don't, we don't need things demonstrated to us. We are not your target audience. I don't need it sold to me. Okay. Oh, dear. I'll tell you what we have had, um, and we've done this for the last couple of months, is kept a tally. So when our auctions are up, dear listener, as I'm sure you know, we also invite people to inquire about lots, particularly if you're a if you're buying at distance. So uh, if there's anything you're concerned about before bidding, contact us. We will do our best to answer your question. What are the dimensions on this particular item? Could you give us a condition report? Always happy to help because we are a caring, obliging, and sweet auction house who likes to help all of our customers. Except, <laughs> oh, yeah. hang on, hang on, strap warning, in. strap in, warning, strap in. <laughs> hands inside the ride, scream if you want to go faster, right? We had in the last sale, Harry, a cannon, and I mean a proper four, five foot cannon on its trolley of some age, really lovely thing, beautiful decorator's piece, beautiful piece, takes two men to lift it, really cool thing to the individual that emailed us 
and said, does it fire? I had to hold back to say, yeah, we have taken out half of Seaton <laughs> and Lyme Regis this afternoon, attending Testing to your inquiry, it. sir. So what we did is we, we, we sourced a whole load of black powder, ram rods, and a cannonball or two, and yes, we fired them across the bay. There now isn't a marine theatre at Lyme Regis. There now isn't... No, we are not testing a cannon. What's the matter with you people? It was obviously important to them. They didn't yes, want to what? buy it. They may not have wanted to buy a dud. They may only wanted a potentially live firing cannon. I mean, that would have made for entertaining moment, wouldn't it? Now what I realise, in hindsight, is rather than reply to said individual, what I should have done is contacted the authorities and said, we have a man here trying to buy a live cannon. You might want to look into this. Have a word. <laughs> On, in a similar vein, we actually oh, had... Oh, he, he hasn't finished this. No, I've not finished. Still going. <laughs> I've not finished. In a similar vein, we had a BSA air rifle, probably worth 20 to 40 quid. Could you tell me the muzzle velocity of this rifle? No, I couldn't. I don't know. <laughs> Any others? I'm loving this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I am more. slightly worried about that the sale I missed. We were obviously equipping an army, but go on. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I just don't. Are they? Are we equipping them against us or against <laughs> others? How about the chat that actually emailed us to say lot number four hundred and two is a Victorian chest of drawers, two drawers over three. Could you post it to us? Right. I get that a lot. Have they looked out and seen their postman ever trying to post a Victorian chest of drawers through a letterbox and thought, must ask that auction house? Because obviously this is a thing. Don't get me wrong. We love them. They entertain us thoroughly. And I'm going to collect more of the weird and wonderful inquiries and share them with you because it gives the office a damn good laugh. So thank you very much for sending them in. I had a good one the other day. Do you want to hear my inappropriate comment from a client? Oh, yes, please. Uh, now, obviously, I trade off the fact that I am a larger than average human being. So I can't, I did not take offense at this, but it did make me laugh. And it did make me think that once you pass a certain age, you really don't have a filter anymore. Any case, so I go to a house to evaluation. I'm appraising the entire property, every single room, everything that's in every single room. It's going to be there for a couple of hours at least. And they're going to, and they, we won the job and we're putting stuff over the next uh, three months into sales as they move. But the gentleman of the house, who wasn't feeling particularly well, so he's got his walking stick and a dressing gown, after I've been there about 45 minutes, follows me up the stairs and says, I do just have to ask. I said, oh, yes, what, what, what do you need to ask? Thinking it was going to be something about fees, thinking it was going to be about how does it work. He went, I need you to tell me how heavy you are. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> so I'd got myself ready. Well, we charge twenty percent plus VAT, and yada, 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 yada. and I literally stopped, sort of mid shuffle up the stairs, and went, "Pardon?" <laughs> he went, "Well, you're a you're a large chap, but you do spring about the house with quite, you know, you're quite sort of mobile." And I would have thought that a person of your size would just be static. <laughs> I said that would make the job slightly difficult. And then he said, but could you tell me how heavy you are? So I said, well, I, do you really need to know by which point it appeared that another member of his family had heard this conversation <laughs> and realised the fees were to, going up? To say that they came hurtling across the house 
<laughs> uh, came scorching along to point out to him that you couldn't ask that sort of question. Aww. But yes, that's it was a it was a first for me, and uh, I didn't ask him to apologise. It wouldn't cross my mind to because it was just a generational thing, I suspect. But God, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> How heavy are you? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was going to be something really, really, really interesting, and it wasn't. It was that. Did you say to him, "We're not. Don't worry, sir. We're not charging by the pound." Well, no. I, what I should have done is said, "Well, the price goes up the more you ask." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we, we had that, we had that going on. We've done we've done so many house clearances really recently, and quoted so many jobs. But it is, people just ask the funniest things when they're doing it. Absolutely hysterical. We have had a job recently where everything went onto the lorry and then they asked us to take it all off because they had decided that the things that we'd taken at the beginning were the things they actually had now decided to keep. Mm. I can't tell you how well that went down with our removal men, who were very good, did it, but then came back to the office for a little bit of a rant. A little bit of a rant. We, we, had, a, we had a nice lady who we needed to put all her stuff and store it for a couple of months before she sorted it because she was buying a new home and then a load of stuff going to auction um, and a load of stuff going. And then want, needed access, desperately, desperately, desperately needed access. So Al, one of our guys, um, you know, she needed to get her winter, winter clothes or something and all the rest of it. Turned out, and I promise you, you can't make this stuff up, she did pick a few bits of clothes and all the rest of it, but then was adamant with Al that she needed to find a particular box, a particular box. And ah, here it is, found the particular box, took out three tins of tinned meat because they were due to go out of date, Harry. I have no words. And, and I promise you on my true story. I, I have she, no words. She was very much aware of the out of date issue she was about to face and therefore made poor Al unload i don't know how many boxes until she found the food box that had the spam oh I, I, do you know what i was thinking about spam the other day spam fritters that doesn't come as any surprise to me or anybody is else. that a thing on my youth That's... ah now can I, t- I, I right okay so well there you go that's what people are like can i tell you about something fun we've got coming up in our sale yeah i've got from the 1700s a ladder now i want you to guess what my ladder is for it's got a specific purpose purpose storming castles no nope. burglaries no nope. window cleaning no uh... you got me it's an elephant ladder <gasps> oh nice <laughs> really it's a ladder yeah it's a ladder to get on to your elephant oh i like it <laughs> <laughs> Are there other unusual features? Is it bowed or something? Does it go around the elephant? Yeah, yeah, it's got a, it's got an angle. It's got a sort of uh, an elephant tummy type <laughs> curve to it. Oh, that's brilliant! It's a, sadly so. What's happened is it is from it is period, but then obviously over the years people have added to it to make it more sturdy so they can use it or whatever. So it has been fiddled about with, but its basic structure and its carving and its sort of outside, its steps, I think, can replace, but or partly replaced. Or strengthened, that's the word I'm looking for, dear listener. But the sides, beautiful carving and all the rest of it. Yeah, so it's amazing. Yeah, Naga. Yeah, but so funny. That's very cool. I saw that in a corner of the room and the, the owner did exactly what you and I just did. And what's that for? It's a ladder. <laughs> yes, she goes, but what's it for? I was like, I have no clue after about four guesses. No. And she went, that's for getting on my elephant. I went... Hang on oh. a minute, we're in a three-bedroom semi. I don't think where, where, where's your elephant? <laughs> what? Where is where is Hold Nelly? Up. 
<laughs> wait, wait a minute, there's somewhere. <laughs> I, and then I thought it would be the sort of thing I'd notice. <laughs> You'd like to think so. The fact that looking out the kitchen window, you usually yeah. go, oh, your garden looks lovely, or blimey, haven't you got a lot of nice pots or whatever? Oh, there seems to be an elephant halfway down your lawn. Hadn't come up. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've got an elephant, got an elephant ladder. Following on from elephants, a more, a right. slightly more serious point. We uh, have talked a lot about the whole ivory situation, haven't we? And the new yes. laws. So, I just want yes. to update you, Harry, and our dear listeners, because this, this surely will surprise a lot of people. So we had a beautiful... I, I think I already know. I think I already know what you're going to talk about, but go on. We had a beautiful box in a couple of months ago, um, Indian carved sewing box, lion paw feet, uh, magnificent, beautiful detailing. It's late 19th century. Um, and when you open the lid inside, there are trays and velvet trays. And as part of it, there are some small ivory uh, items like an ivory thimble, uh, like a little ivory tape measure, etc., etc. So being the good, dutiful auctioneers that we are, I looked at it and said it's got ivory. However, I'm pretty sure it meets the de minimis requirements. In other words, the ivory is less than 10% of the overall item. Although that is a bit blurry, does it contain the voids? Are the voids included or not? But I, we, and in fact, Harry, you do know, because I ran it past you and we said, yeah, that's the ivory's less than 10%, right? So I applied and we paid our fee. And I said to the client, we'll obviously wait for the, uh, the, the verdict. Well, surprisingly, the verdict came back instantaneously i mean these guys are good right harry these guys are amazing you send your 25 quid in and you get a response i mean like that they they must be anyway and this was the response and i will read it to our dear listener dear mr watson you've completed a self-declaration to register an ivory item you've told us blah 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 it's a heavily carved jewelry box it's de minimis and here's your reference number and then the title says, what happens next? Your item is now registered. Good news, you would think, Harry, would you not? Good news. You've, done, you've followed the letter of the law. You've done the right thing. You can now deal in the item at your own risk. I was a bit like, what risk? I've Surely I've filed this. I've registered it. I've done everything I've been asked to do. Where's my risk? Because you've issued me a certificate. It goes on, Harry, because it explains all of that to me, the stupid one down in Devon. It goes on to tell me the following. If we later discover that any of the information you have given is incorrect, your registration may be cancelled. Awkward. It goes on to say, and you may be subject to a fine of up to £250,000. And my favourite bit, or, and I'm like, to be fair, not that keen on the £250,000 fine. So come on, people. What's your or? Or five years in prison. So they've granted the licence, but it's actually not worth the paper it's written on because they're still going to review it. And well, if because over, and is that open ended then? Totally open ended. Um, so basically, by selling a uh, four, dear listener, five... can I just, can, dear listener, can I just tell you, I've got, I've had three of these licenses for small items, which are 
qualify quite happily. I never read the small print, which now says more about me than it does about anything else. But go on. So basically, by selling those three items, Harry, you have basically uh, positioned three swords of, who's it? Swords of Damocles. Damocles. Swords yeah. of Damocles over your I'm head. For you, mate. Because basically, um, if somebody in a little room somewhere somehow suddenly decides to look at your submission and decide that something you stated was wrong, well, dear boy, you've got to stay at Her Majesty's pleasure. All booked. Three square meals a day. I got no words. I mean, Anyone? it just seems. Anyone? It just seems to me it's been it's been hobbled together. Oh, people will people will now email in uh, emails on the uh, on the uh, program notes. Um, do email us your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure Mr. Baggett will have something to say. Good man that he is. He'll chip in. But yeah, it does seem like a very peculiar way of doing of of. Expressing it, they've granted it. Yes, and the point about it is, is they're not, obviously not reviewing them because it no. is instantaneous. They're not looking at the Correct. photos. You're just paying your money. Surely they should be reviewing them and then granting the license, and then there's no sort of Damocles. We and the client were happy to wait a month, two months. Appreciate they might be busy. Appreciate I'm not the only person applying for the registration, but I certainly never expected them to say, "Do you know what?" You go for it, son. But if we decide to look at it sometime in the future, guess what? We're going to make your life rather tricky. So now I've had to speak with the client and say, yeah, you know, we agreed to do all of that work and all the rest of it. And uh, we've paid for the license. We've got a license. I'm still not selling it for you. Because if for any reason (laughs) I've got anything, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've said this before. Five years. Well, I'd be out in two and a half, two and a half years. I could do a little degree, a bit of rest and relaxation. Dear listener, he doesn't he does it doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear our listeners' thoughts. Yes, because, do comment. Do comment. Because if that isn't lazy and heavy handed beyond belief, well there you go, I've thrown my opinion in, haven't I? That's what I think. it makes and so you forget your de minimis argument because it, it doesn't it, unless it's a piano it doesn't hold water because nobody in their right mind unless it's something worth vast amounts of money is going to risk keeping these beautiful artifacts alive at the risk of a 250,000 pound fine or 5 years in prison i'm having a cheery old day have you noticed harry <laughs> yeah i've noticed i've noticed um moving on Yes, from that, and, and I'm I'm with Simon. I'm with you. Uh, we both we have discussed it um, prior to the prior to the pod, and it does make it make life easy uh, difficult for us all. We have had some interesting interviews that have come out recently, uh, most notably uh, Irita, fabulous, and then we had an interview with an auctioneer who told us a story about. Do you remember this? about finding jewellery in a trunk. Yes, of course, of course. And she just had a feeling. Well, tens of thousands of people, and I do mean tens of thousands, 40,000, 50,000 people have watched that clip so far. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems that if you've got a sixth sense, Ooh. like Stamford auctioneers have got, yes, that's what everybody's after. It's great fun. Suffice to say, what I was going to suggest to our listeners is Simon and I have got a competition coming up. Erita has got her first auction on the 11th of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're shamelessly plugging it, even though she's a rival auctioneer, because we want everybody in the business to do well. However, 
Simon and I are going to pick three or four items each from that and see which um, to see whether we can find the sleepers and the ones that make the most money. And we will be recording a follow-up interview or catch-up with Arita uh, towards the end of January when she's gone through that post-sale carnage. And then um, that should be quite amusing. So if you want to play along, Arita Marriott Auctioneers, isn't it? Um, Check out the catalogue. It's live now. Pick a few things. We're going to pick a few things. And then we're going to chit-chat about it in the episode. And we're going to put our prices down with Big D, our producer, and yeah. he's going to keep them hidden from us, and then we're going to be humiliated live on air, which, I mean, basically is what everybody's after. Oh, absolutely, without a, without a shadow of a doubt. We're here to, we're, we're here to accommodate, obviously, obviously. But- so if you want to join in with that, do that. Um, we are, we have a few things going on behind the scenes at the moment that might preclude this happening, but we are currently going ahead with our Christmas special um I can't believe we're doing this. This is, this is quite possibly the worst idea you've ever had. This. I would like to distance myself from my uh, friend, <laughs> partner and colleague, um, <laughs> business partner and colleague, because I, I had nothing to do with this, dear listener. And this could be this could be the most expensive podcast in the history of podcasts because <laughs> two divorced, two crashed businesses <laughs> off of a 30-minute podcast is going to be quite phenomenal. In fact, you can pay for my divorce. <laughs> Thanks. It's your idea. So, um, so Susie and Emma, our wives, are coming on to chit chat about what it's like working with us, and we've been asking on the socials various uh, for questions. Why? <laughs> that people would like to ask. Oh, now, oh. these vary from the quite chummy and easy and references to things that we talk about, etc. But they also, oh, uh, they also <laughs> verge on the we're in a lot of trouble. Are any of them asked why? Yeah, uh, girls, why did you marry these idiots in the first place? I imagine that'll be a common question. There's a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. there's a bit of that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So um. So that's going to be fun. We're recording that um after this episode comes out. So you've still got time to email or message in on um our socials what i would say is that people who purport to be simon and uh, myself friends of ours who we've known 20 yeah. 30 years respectively are relishing <laughs> this moment so is that's this, going to be fun is that is this what they call a roast i think my son has been trying to explain this to me i still don't quite understand well i but... think it's going to be some yeah i think we need to be careful with that word but i think yes we are going to get picked on a lot but let's go with roast that's quite possible um and um yeah we're in we're in trouble and i have nobody to blame but myself true i have though you <laughs> yeah i feel mad i feel quite i feel man flu is coming back on yeah <laughs> Before I might not be available at the time of recording. I bet. I bet. I just wanted to run this past you because, you know, sometimes, Harry, you know, we go through boxes and we, and we find just sweet and lovely things from, from, a, from a bygone era. Yeah? Because I know yes. we are running out of time, Harry, on this podcast. Have you been watching your clock? We are. I've ranted too much. I apologise. No, you don't need to apologise. We love you for it. In order to balance up the ranting, I'm going to share something, something lovely. So... Mark, uh, one of our valuers, uh, was going through a box of books, uh, nothing in particular, and came across a small Bible, a little leather-bound, beautiful little Bible. 
and he had a flick through it. And when he got to the just the inside cover, shh, shh, Harry, I know how you like your religion. Shh, it's okay. Open the Bible, and inside, somebody had attached a little piece of paper with little flowers hand-drawn around the outside. And, you'll be pleased to know, a little inscription. And the inscription read, To Fanny, from your affectionate friend. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? Isn't that I sweet? like that. It's lovely. From 1856, that was. 1856. A little keepsake. Isn't yeah. that lovely? How sweet. I like that a lot. I'm glad we went in that direction because I thought we were. I thought we. I thought you were setting me up there slightly, but no, it genuinely was a sweet story. Thank God for that. There you go. I thought you were going to pick on me. Um, well, on that rather sweet note, we might have to finish. Well, I've had fun. I feel better. Don't you feel the world's a better place, Do, Harry? Uh, the auction I world. Feel the world's a better place when we have chatted to each other. Exactly. The auction world. The world of antiques and collectibles is for sure a better place. Mate, what have our listeners uh, have got to do? Um, stop sending me uh, condition reports that are ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if and the when cannon, they're not doing I don't that. know if the cannon fires. <laughs> I don't know. I, can't, I don't know how to fire oh, a cannon. I, I don't. I couldn't believe. I can't believe that that's a trigger. Um, so, if you would like to like, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast, we'd be hugely grateful. Listener figures are up. We're scorching up the charts in Mexico. So we're told. <laughs> in, well, obviously. Yes. We've made it in Mexico. Um, so if you're one of our Mexican listeners, hello there. And um, You could have yeah. e at least learnt the lingo for hello, surely. Uh, mate, I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not getting cancelled for being culturally inappropriate and saying <laughs> the wrong words. So let's not, let's not do that. Some, some appropriation <laughs> issues going on. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not getting... Oh, genuinely. Let's not do that. Yeah, I, I mean, there are a thousand things to get me for, but I'm not getting involved for that. Um, Fair I will point. see you later, mate. Love you. Take care. Love you too.